What's poppin'? You are in the lab hosted by me, Dave Turris. In the lab is brought to you by Urban Lab Wireless Consulting. Up your wireless game and evolve your playbook. My guest in the lab today has over 18 years of directing management teams throughout the United States in the wireless industry. He has co-founded two dealerships within the wireless channel and has traveled all over the United States, opening markets and developing leaders. I would like to welcome Mr. Brent Tucker. Welcome to the lab, big dog. Hey, what's going on, Dave? Thank you for having me. Yeah, long-time listener, first-time caller. Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Awesome, brother. Well, hey, let's jump right into it. In the lab today, we will discuss part two, Method to the Madness of Motivating Managers. On the last podcast, we had part one, Method to the Madness of Motivating Sales Reps. So we are expanding this topic. BT, you have a plethora of experience developing leaders throughout your career. Um, you know, give, me, give the audience a little bit about your background and a taste of what you've done uh, developing people. I've done a plethora. Um, no, yeah, you know, my background comes, um, you know, originally, um, you know, I have a teaching background. I went to school to be a teacher. Um, that obviously, I realized early on in that uh, in, in that venture that it didn't pay it didn't pay the bills, if you know what I mean. Uh -huh. And you know, I got into um, the wireless industry um, 2002, um, and you know, I started off as, uh, you know, as a sales rep, you know, I got to start from the floor and what have you. It was a company called Mobile Solution. And yes, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. And I think that was, you know, a company that to me, let's be honest that, you know, that company didn't, they didn't invent the kiosk, but they, they, they really taught everybody how to really use it. Right. Right. Um, and you know, it was, it was a different, different type of industry, obviously than teaching, but at the same time, you know, Every day you're teaching, you know, a, teaching yourself, teaching other people, training and what have you. And I moved myself up to a store manager, to a, um, a market trainer, uh, went to be a regional sales manager when I got promoted there. Um, I was in Los Angeles at that time. Uh, I started doing some, I was essentially a mercenary. They kind of sent me everywhere. You've been all over the place. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, you name it. Yeah, so absolutely. I had, had a bunch of markets in. Yeah. Yep. You know, you've been all over the place and... You know, one of the things that I know about you, uh, Brent, you know, the constant developing of managers in, uh, you know, that fit different roles in the, the regional sales director role, the market director role, the a trainer, recruiter, um, you know, a lot of acronyms throw, are thrown around with different companies. But, you know, what what makes a manager great and how do you how do you really motivate a manager that is that is fantastic so they don't get complacent yeah i mean that's a great question right because uh you know a lot of managers even your best manager you want them to stay on top they're not even stay on top because yeah they can get complacent at, at the top saying oh, I'm, I'm better than all these other guys but you know you got to keep motivating people every day and you know i listen the easy answer is we got to figure out what motivates each individual right i mean at the same time, you really got to deep dive. Uh, you got to listen. Let me ask you a question. What do you think most people, nine out of 10 people, you ask them what motivates you, what are they going to tell? Oh, money. Right. Money. Hey, listen, we've all done it. I've incentivized people with money. Hell, I used to throw out, you know, money, prizes, trips to Vegas, you know, things like that. It was great, you know, because it produced numbers. But what else did it produce, Dave? Yeah, you know. Fit, short, fit short and yep, cutting corners right. and uh, things that right. they shouldn't be doing. Yep. Yeah, I mean, 
listen, these guys are pushing the envelope. They're doing downright fraud to win these incentives. And it's just not the right thing. So you got to, you got to figure out what's going to motivate people. And, you know, there was a time, actually, it was when I was in Utah. Let me, let me tell you a quick story. This is a side note story here, but I love your story. Yeah. So listen, I was living in Utah. Um, when I was a national sales director, it was December, um, the 31st. I remember exactly. I think it was 2007. Uh, it was winter. I, I needed, um, snow tires because I was sliding all over the place. Right. Yeah. In, in Utah. It's horrible. Um, buy these tires, whatever the guys ringing me up, you know, behind the computer and all of a sudden the computer rang and it rang like an old phone, you know, just that, you know, what ring I'm talking mm-hmm. about. And I remember, and the guy just got ecstatic. He started flipping out. He started jumping around. I'm like, what the heck is going on? He yelled, guys, guys, come out here, come out here. And all these guys come out from, and I'm talking, you know, where they're installing tires, you know, where they're doing oil changes there. Everybody's yeah, running in here and all up. these guys. Yeah. And all these guys are gathered around this computer screen and they look at me and then they run around to me and they start jumping around me and hugging me. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I'm like, am I the millionth customer? Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand what's happening here. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they just like, I'm like, guys, are you going to tell me what's going on here? And then they, they run over to this fax machine, right? And they're just huddled around a fax machine. And I'm just standing there like, what the hell is going on here? You better get some free and tires. Listen, oh, right. I, that's what I thought. I thought, did I win something? Am I going to get free tires? Right? So all of a sudden, this fax comes out and they start cheering again. And I'm like, guys, what's going on? You know, I got, I got to do things here. And they're like, they hand me this fax, right? And this fax says, congratulations, guys. You, your store was the number one selling tire store in all of the United States for Sears. Wow. You know, signed, yeah. uh, you know, Sears Daddy Robot, who, you know, the, the president of, of, of Sears. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was like, okay, handed it back to the manager. I said, well, you know, what'd you guys win? You know, what'd you guys get? And they all looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, what? And they were like, this, yeah, this, this piece of paper. And they held that piece of paper, Gabe, like it was, like it was art. Yeah. Like it was a, a Mickey Mantle rookie and they placed it into this folder and, you know, they're going to frame it. And I'm like, okay. So what did, I, right then, what did that teach you? What did that teach you? Right then, David, it changed my complete mindset changed my thought process of how to motivate people. You know, I, I was driving around in the snow. I remember I was just lost in my thought and I, I knew I needed to change my motive, my motivating people differently moving forward. Yeah. And you know what it led to? It led to hiring different people. Cause I mean, listen, mm-hmm. we, we give our sales reps, we give our managers, we give our upper managers, but we give them uh, hourly wage salary. They get commission, they get bonuses for phone sold. They get an override for the store, right? Why are we throwing more money out of them? Their yeah, motivation that doesn't fix should the be, issue, does it? No. Their motivation should be, I want to be number one, or I want to be the best, right? If, if, you know, if they are making a lot of money, that means they're number one. Yeah, you know, they're selling money is a, there. Yep. Right. You know, you know, money is a byproduct of their competitiveness to be, oh, absolutely. You to know, be and, number one. And what I, what I found out, too, is, you know, little things, setting goals, recognition. You just mentioned recognition throwing contests, but KPIs and having that instant feedback and making it fun and competitive. You know, the, the, the best leaders that I managed were so competitive and they didn't care about, well, yeah, they cared about the money, but they wanted to be number one. They want to be the mm-hmm. first one in and the last one to leave. They, that really motivated that type of, uh, you know, director or manager. Um, you know, being around the United States like you have, um, you've probably seen some, some terrible 
you know, some terrible leaders, <laughs> you know, um, oh, what sure. are some of the characteristics that you've seen out there that make somebody not a good leader? Oh boy. You know, early on in this, in this industry, when I came in, I had people that were managers to me that I told myself, I'm never going to be like that. You know, the, 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 the militant, you know, the person that's sitting there yelling at you, mm -hmm. uh, calling you names and, and it's like, great, you know, fear, motivation, it goes only so far. To me, I've always been that person that you get further with a you know, pat on the bat than a kick in the butt. Yeah. Um, but don't get me wrong. You got to kick people in the butt, but yeah, be professional. About the way it. There's, you do there's, it. Way, there's ways of doing it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, listen, I, you know, and I'm sorry if I'm, I'm getting off on a tangent. When it comes down to when I'm trying to find a leader and, and it kind of reverts back to what I was talking about before is. It, it's it's all about the hiring process, right? I mean, you, you got to find the, find the right person. And when we're talking about competitiveness in the last thing we were talking about, it's like, you know, I didn't look for these sales, the sales people, right? I mean, listen, Dave, let me give you an example. Let me, let me ask you a better question. You've interviewed people for years, right? And how many people did you get that, oh, uh, well, where they, you know, they're a salesperson, they came from car sales, right? And then they tell you, they give you that classic line, well, I can sell ice to Eskimos or whatever that crap is, right? Yeah. Because, and they say what? Because sales is sales. What do you, what do you think of that? What yeah. do you think about when people say that to you? No, it, it's not even, you know, the best, the people that sell the most phones or people that uh, sell the most in anything that they do, they don't make the best leaders. They just make them the best at what they're doing at that particular point. Uh, mm -hmm. The best managers are people that can motivate people around them, uh, inspire those around them to be better um, and be a true leader and care about that person as opposed to just selling phones and putting up numbers. So when you talk about the guy that sells the most cars on the car lot or, or the girl that sells the most shoes at the uh, Gucci store, um, you know, <laughs> that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for yeah. somebody that can train, learn the process and also, uh, you know, be willing to take coaching to another level. You know, if I could, if sure. I can get somebody that doesn't have experience, but they're, they have a willingness to be coachable, but that goes, that goes way further than the guy that sells a hundred cars on the car lot. Well, let's get, let's get specific here, right? Because, you know, we're talking about wireless consulting here, right? Um, and so, so, you know, when it comes to sales, when people tell me sales is sales, is it true? Yeah, no. I mean, to me, it's more no. And, you know, the reason why, well, listen, people can go from the wireless industry. We've had plenty of people that we've given that skill set. And let's say they went to car sales, right? They'll do well. They did you well. Know, pretty, yep. Yeah, they'll do well. You know, we've given them those, those, those tools to succeed. But I'll tell you what, if a guy came from, a guy or gal came from the car industry going to wireless, they would fail immediately. And, and listen, you could have the yeah. best salesperson in the nation come to wireless and they'd fail. And, and I'll tell you why. The people that we're selling to, especially these days, and more specifically millennials, millennials are techies, right? They know more about these phones these days than, than us Gen Xers ever would, right? I mean, they study these devices. They use them in ways that are unimaginable. Wireless salespeople need to keep up with the Joneses, right? If they can't, the, listen, a millennial can go buy a car, and yeah, that, that car salesman, that sleazy car salesman, they'll close them with the full package, the warranties. Car mats, air fresheners, all that crap, you know, all that extra stuff. And they'll make all that extra commission. They'll be proud of themselves. But I'll tell you right now, that car salesman would struggle selling to a millennial. And in 
I'll oh. give you an example. I'll give you an example why. Sure. Right? Mm -hmm. That car salesman comes in here. They need to sell a millennial a a phone, b the best commissionable rate plan to put them on. Right. C insurance. D what accessories. Right. So a those millennials know everything about iPhones. They know everything about Samsungs. They know everything about LGs, Motorola, so on and so forth. If we don't know everything as salespeople, managers even, we, we've already lost the game. You know, we oh, yeah, got reps. Not that, just selling to the millennials, but that's selling to uh, sure people in their forties, fifties, sixties. That you know, we think that they don't know about uh, technology, and they do. You sure, know, you know. Sure, I'm just saying millennials because let's be honest. Right now, they're they're probably pretty yeah, much hot. you know the majority of, yeah. of, of our consumers, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, listen. The next thing is you try to put them on a data plan. If you don't give them the right data, they know how much. Oh, data they'll they'll freak out. Yep, you'll lose right. them right there. Right. You put them on something less. God forbid they go over their data. They're going to come back, flip out with, with their See, mom. <laughs> <laughs> in, in <tow. laughs> the worst part is their mom or dad is us these days. Oh, anyway, man. but but. Yeah, sorry. Um, but you know, let's, let's okay. Insurance. Yeah. These guys have so many phones laying around. They don't need insurance. They already know. Hey, if I break it, I got another one laying around because yeah. they have so many damn phones. But D accessories. How do you sell these people accessories these days? Yeah. Because they know they can get everything online. Because these phones are an extension of them. They need to have that phone that has the you know their favorite rapper, singer, artist, whatever. If your store doesn't have that, how do you sell that? Well, well, think so, about that. You you have a great point because you're bringing up a, a manager that is a, a obviously is a low producing manager right now. Okay, how mm -hmm. would you motivate and inspire that low uh, producing manager? So to me, it's you've got to you've got to surround these people with the right people, right? So I mean, it goes back to training again. It 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 does it does, and a lot of the times what I would do, and we used to do something called Wild Wednesdays. And on Wednesdays, we would send our managers to other stores for that day just to manage. And so you've got a top producing manager that goes to the lowest store one day or middle store one day and vice versa. You've got the low store manager seeing what it's like at a better store. And what do they tell you nine out of 10 times a day? Well, it's just a better store, it's in a better spot yeah, or whatever. More, more crowd. They, they exactly. say that immediately, but I will go with them there and we will we will evaluate what happened to them that day, and they'll and they'll sell they'll absolutely tell me straight out oh you got more foot traffic more door swings and what have you and I said okay well let's let's not talk about that let's talk about the sales reps around what do you think of you know Jimmy oh man that guy's good he's really motivated what do you think of Sally oh man she this and that and then he starts understanding wait this these people are developed a lot better right and so then he has to look in the mirror and he has to understand and I say well what how do you think Dave got those people like that. They're little Dave's in that store, right? How do you feel your store is right now? Are they, you know, like I said before, extensions of you? Mm -hmm. And they probably are. Um, so it makes them reevaluate themselves, right? So it gives them that, that again, yeah. a lot of people want to make excuses. We have to break down those excuses and show them the, the path of how to get to the right. I love, wild, I love Wild Wednesdays, uh, Turn Up Tuesdays, however you want to put it. Um, <laughs> taking, a, you know, taking a peer, and going to another store to show another peer how they motivate and how they sell. I think that's, you know, I think that's a great um, uh, tool there to use. So managers, if you're listening, uh, and DMs, if you're listening to that, if you if you can afford to do that, absolutely yeah. do that. Yeah. A piece of that. Yeah, it's true. Because a lot of times, I mean, yeah, it's it's not an option. But if you can, you know, you don't have to do it with everybody. You can you can switch a couple managers yeah. at, at a time. 
um, you know, take it up with your upper management and have them say, I want, you know, and listen, if a manager, if you ask a manager, Hey, I, I want, I want to see how they do it at this store. And they tell you, nah, we don't have time to do that. And you probably don't have the best manager, right. you know, somebody that's really Someone's trying to always have, they, they always have to learn to get better. You know, like if they're not pushing themselves to get better and they're, they feel threatened by another leader, then, you know, they're probably not in the right, the right position. Oh my um, gosh, Dave. You know? I couldn't imagine. I love when people come to me and ask me for help. I mean, that's what we're looking for. If, if they're just going to sit there and, you know, dwindle away, if you will, and just yeah, hide. fail. Yeah. yeah it, then they don't care and they probably don't need to be there either. But Well, BT, you know, you've been hmm. in this game a long time. What type of leader are you and what do you expect from, from your leaders? Um, lead from the front. You know, I, I know it's an easy answer and, you know, I like saying, um, I like giving easy answers because let's be honest, we need to get back to fundamentals, right? But lead from the front. I mean, we're in the, we're in the wireless industry. You got to, be on the floor. You got to stay connected to the floor. I expect my my leaders to lead by example. Example because you know leadership is an art form. You know if if you're not practicing every day to get better, you're you're just going to stay stagnant and you're never going to do better. I mean it's the, it's the definition of insanity, right? You're, yeah, you're, you're doing the same thing every day, you know, month in month out, expecting different results. It doesn't happen. You got it. That's, that's why I started this podcast too because you know I've. I've been in the industry a, a long, long time, and there was nothing really that um, I could turn to to go, man, how do I get better in the wireless profession? You know, I can read, um, you know, books all day long or, or watch videos and, and that kind of thing. But sure. there was no one was really in the field that had the experience sharing that experience to where I can actually learn it. And, you know, I, I want to learn something new every day. That's why I love having guests on like yourself to really, you know, learn something, but also put that in play in my, in my day-to-day, -day, my day-to-day -day life, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you mentioned the art of leadership. You know, what is the art of leadership to you? Uh, you know, listen, uh, you know, to me, it's somebody that, you know, this is a corny answer, right? But somebody that can create and involve something from ordinary and, and make it extraordinary, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you practice, learn something every day, be humble, you know, you can be a true artist of leadership. You know, and you kind of said something before, oh, I can read books, I can do this, I can do that. You know, I used to, I used to get manager bosses that would, you know, send me Tony Robbins quotes or Joel Osteen yeah. quotes. And I'm like, cool, you know. But or John Maxwell. What, <laughs> you know, well, the, yeah, sure, sure. But room, right? no yeah, but it's like, well, sure. But, but at the same time, I'm like, what does this mean to you? And so if, if they didn't explain it, I would call them because I want to know what makes my bosses tick. So I would start doing the same thing, but not necessarily quotes like that. Because sometimes it's like, hey, you know, they're using old Vince Lombardi quotes and what have you. And it's just like, are you just sending that to send that? Or was that just right. like, you know, thought of the day? Or you... So I would start, you know, you know, again, leading by example. But I'd show these people how to be better leaders. And what I, if I learned something new, I'd share it. And I'll explain to them why it's important to me and what I've learned from it. Because, you know... A lot of people don't understand what you're showing them, you know, yeah. why you're showing them something if you, if, and, and what it means to you. If you don't explain it, they're just going to be like, okay, you know. So to me, it's like, again, you know, when it comes to art, it's, hey, I want to be a better person. How do I make myself better? And, and it's, it's yeah. little things. You got to learn from everything you read. I read every day. I, you know, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to keep up with those millennials, and I try learning different different products every day, learning about different companies every day and things like that. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, you know, and, and you start hearing other people and you start finding podcasts like this that, 
you know, certain people will, will give you an idea and, and it'll expand your mind. Because if you're not, if you're not willing to evolve, you're going you're gonna to be, you're gonna be you left know, behind. That's throwing something. By the wayside, yeah. Yeah, the, the, sure. the people or the leaders that do not evolve and um, are fearful of change and do not embrace change, um, they are left in the dust. And, and those are the people that um, get left behind. You know, you mentioned managing the middle manager. Um, area managers, district managers, regional managers. Can you give me two specific attributes that these people have to have in order to be successful? Um, and, and you're saying how Just, in their... Yeah, in, in their day-to-day -day operation, the, the, the attribute that they have to make them uh, a head and shoulders above the next guy. I, it's, well, so what I'm saying is for me to help them or for them to help the other, because to me, they need to be coachable people. Yes. Uh, and like, like you said, before. Coachable. yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's a good question. I guess I'd have to think about it. I mean, you know, yeah. to go quick, quick like that and say, because there, there, there's so many to me, but if you're saying what's, yeah, what's couple. most important. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I guess it's obviously it's, it's being coachable, but, but to me it's, it, it is competitiveness. I, I, I have to that be surrounded by light. I have to be surrounded by like-minded people. Well, you right. can't. It, it, you can't teach competitiveness. I mean, that that's from within, right. right? Right. So if I'm if I'm sitting here and I'm okay, I'm coaching you, and, and yeah, we're gonna you know we're gonna be number one. We're gonna be the best. We're gonna get this store to this and this, and they're like, okay, yeah. And, but they're coachable, but yet they're not competitive. It's, it's weird, you know. Yeah. Things are intertwined. You have to find the right fit, and again, it goes back to recruiting. And I'm sure that'll probably be your next podcast is how yep. to recruit the right people, right? <laughs> Recruiting training, right. and that's a wrap. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome, brother. Well, you know what? I really appreciate the insight that you've, you've given this uh, podcast and the listeners and managers and leaders out there. Uh, please check this out. We just spoke about some really good stuff. So, Brent, my friend, awesome job, brother. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. You got it, brother. In the Lab is brought to you by Urban Lab Wireless Consulting. Up your wireless game and evolve your playbook. It's a big wireless world out there. Come explore with us next time. In the Lab is a weekly podcast with innovative, energetic leaders within the wireless community who are obsessively curious and passionate about wireless sales and can offer advice on steps to take to evolve and emerge as a consistent leader in the wireless industry.